0: Welcome to the Montgomery Community Church Podcast. Thank you so much for listening today. We hope this message encourages you and inspires you to grow deeper in your faith. If you'd like to learn more about MCC, you can visit our website at Mcc.church All right, good morning. How are you? Not as awake as first service) <laughs> All right, well, happy Thanksgiving weekend. I hope you're doing well. We're so glad you're here. Maybe you're refreshed from the long weekend, or maybe you're tired or stressed because this Thanksgiving just wasn't what you were hoping it would be this year. Maybe you tried on four outfits today to find some pants that would finally zip so you could get here. However you're here, we're just so thankful that you've joined us, and thankfulness is our topic today. So let's reflect back To last Sunday. We've just finished this 10-week series of Rooted. So many of our church body went through it. And then we had those cardboard testimonies. Person after person came forward to share a story of what God has done in their lives, how God's been working in them, through them, around them. We need to pause as a church and be thankful for that. You know, sometimes in a church body, we find people that we are thankful for, and we'll, we'll pray, we'll say, God, thank you for so and so, but let's take it a step further. When someone in this body blesses you or encourages you, go up to them and say, hey, I'm thanking God for you, because he worked through you, he spoke through you, he encouraged me through you, whatever that may be. So as we transition and think of the topic of thankfulness today, I want you to just pause and think of five things that you're thankful for. Many of us might say our homes, our families, health, food, shelter, but unfortunately, those things can be here today and gone tomorrow. So what happens then? Do we lose our thankfulness when there's not much in our lives right now to be thankful for? So, what are some things that we can be thankful for that don't revolve around our circumstances? And the first one should be obvious our salvation. We serve a God, yes, thank you. <laughs> we serve a God who loved us so much that he sent his son to die on the cross for our sins. We were doomed to a life of sin and despair and hopelessness to an eternity of separation from God until he came and he saved us. What would happen if we lived our lives with that perspective? What, what would happen if we were thankful for that every single day, yet so often we take that for granted. No matter what our circumstances, we can also be thankful that God forgives us. First John 1, nine says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Who in here has been forgiven much? Or maybe you can think of that sin that you're like, I don't know, that's too great. Maybe God can't forgive that one. Or maybe it's that repetitive sin that you find you just keep failing over and over again, no matter how hard you try to get it right. But God's word promises us that if we confess our sin, he forgives it. And I'm thankful for that. I'm so thankful God doesn't keep a record of my wrongs, that he's not counting every time I mess up. I can live in freedom without the burden of guilt because Christ has forgiven me. Another thing we can be thankful for that doesn't depend on our circumstances is God's love. When we trust in Jesus, we are reconciled to God. We become a part of his family, adopted as sons and daughters, and no one can take that from us. God promises to always love us. We can never lose his love. We can never earn more of his love. Romans 8, 38 through 39 says, for I'm convinced neither death nor life, neither angels, nor demons, neither the present, nor the future, nor any powers, neither the height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. The Old Testament has a lot to say about thankfulness. Look with me at Psalm 136.1, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. This phrase about giving thanks to God because he's good and because his love endures forever occurs over and over in the Old Testament. When Solomon was dedicating the temple of the Lord, when he finished praying, fire came down from heaven to consume their offerings. In 2 Chronicles 7, verses three and six, we read, When all the Israelites saw the fire coming down and the glory of the Lord above the temple, they knelt on the pavement with their faces to the ground. They worshiped and gave thanks to the Lord, saying, he is good. His love endures forever. The priests took their positions, as did the Levites, with the Lord's musical instruments, which King David made for praising the Lord, and which were used when he gave thanks, saying, his love endures forever opposite the levites the priests blew their trumpets and all the israelites were standing when jehoshaphat was leading the people of judah into battle god promised they needed only to stand firm and they would see his deliverance so they sent worshipers out in front of the army before they had even tasted victory and they began to sing and praise 2nd chronicles 20:21 20, After consulting the people, Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord and to praise him for the splendor of his holiness as they went out at the head of the army, saying, give thanks to the Lord. His love endures forever. We find this phrase many times in the Psalms as well. So let's look more closely to discover what the Israelites meant when they said, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. The Hebrew word for thanks used in these instances is yada. It means to thank, praise, or cast. I love this image because it's so much more than, oh, thank you for passing the turkey. It is casting, throwing, sending our praise and thanks to the Lord. But why? Why do we praise him? This verse gives two reasons. For he is good and his love endures forever. So first, he's good. The Hebrew word here for good can be translated as good, better, best, precious, fine, beautiful, fairer. Doesn't that just make you want to praise right now? God is not only good. He's better, best, beautiful, fairer, precious. He's amazing. And second, his love endures forever The word translated love can also be kindness, favor, goodness, mercy. So let's look at this verse one more time in light of all we just learned. Cast your thanks and praise to the Lord, for he's the best. His love, his goodness, his mercy last forever. We are to thank and praise God for who he is. He will always be good and merciful. He will always be loving and kind forever and ever. We can count on him and therein lies our reason to give thanks and praise. But when our thankfulness only relies on our circumstances or our stuff, we discount who God is and what he has done. We can always give thanks because he is good, that won't change. We can always give thanks because he loves us and that is our greatest identity of all. God lavishes his love on you and me. He goes so far as to adopt us as his own. In 1 John 3, one, we read, see what great love the father has lavished on us that we should be called the children of God. God went the distance out of his love for you. So don't let your past, your present, or some false belief you might hold about yourself keep you from embracing that reality. God lavished his love on you and you and you, each one of us. One of the disciples knows all about finding his identity in being the one Jesus loves. His name is John. John is one of my favorite books of the Bible. It's a very personal book. And we could say that's because while John was a disciple, he walked with Jesus. But it goes further than that. John loved Jesus. And he knew Jesus loved him. He calls himself the one Jesus loved Let's look at this in John 20, verse two. After Jesus had died and rose again, when Mary was coming to tell the disciples the good news that the tomb was empty, we read this. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, and said, they've taken the Lord out of the tomb. We don't know where they have put him. At first, this sounds kind of presumptuous. Did John think Jesus didn't love Peter? Or maybe he just knew deep down, well, Jesus really loved him best. No, it's not a statement of comparison. It's a statement of identity. John knew he was loved by Jesus and that was all the identity he needed. God's love should radically change who we are on the inside and out. And thanks be to God that love endures forever. We can have a lot of identities in our lives. When I was a teenager, I was often known as the smart one, the athlete, the Christian, or when we grow up, now I'm known as so-and-so's mom, or maybe you're known as so-and-so's dad, or so-and-so's Grammy, or whatever. Or you know, when we have our career, we might be known as the teacher, the architect, um, the engineer, whatever it may be. Who are you known as? Do you like that identity? The world is going to try to tell you that you are a whole lot of things, but if that thing is an athlete, what happens when you get hurt or benched? If that thing is smart, what happens when you fail a test? If that thing is your career, what happens when you lose your job? I don't know about you, but I want an identity that I can't lose. I can think of no better identity than being loved by God. I am the one Jesus loves. Do you know that? Are you the one Jesus loves? Can you claim that? Remember 1 John 3, 1, he lavished his love on you. You are his. You can never lose that love. When we remember this, how can we not give thanks? The Psalms are such a great example of thankfulness. If you wanna get better at growing a thankful heart, if you wanna get better at casting your praise to God, I challenge you to read a Psalm a day and better yet, read it out loud as a Psalm of praise and thanksgiving to God. If you dig into the Psalms, you'll notice that thanks is often interchangeable with praise or it's talked about in relation to song. A truly thankful heart, will drive us to praise. David wrote most of the Psalms, and we know David was known as a man after God's own heart. But even David doubts. Even David struggles. These Psalms are so real, so raw. We can see his struggle, but then he always turns to praise because of who God is and his faithfulness in the past. So, we're going to look at Psalm 13 to see how, no matter what our circumstances, we can be thankful for God's faithfulness. Psalm 13 How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? Will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and day after day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me? Look, on me and answer, Lord my God. Give light to my eyes, or I will sleep in death, and my enemy will say, I have overcome him. My foes will rejoice when I fall. But I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing the Lord's praise, for he has been good to me. David begins by asking God if he has forgotten him. He's overcome by sorrow and declares his enemies are winning. But there's a turn in the last two verses of this passage. Despite the circumstances, David will trust in God's unfailing love. He will praise him for his goodness. David turns from despair to praise. Because he remembers God's faithfulness and love. David doesn't just trust in God's love, he trusts in God's love for him. He trusts in God's faithfulness to him. It's personal. One of the greatest ways I've seen God's faithfulness in my own life is as he cares for my oldest son. This child has OCD. And sometimes the contamination fears and cleansing rituals that come with this are very debilitating. We were at a point a few years ago where just the processes of daily life were so cumbersome, I didn't know how we were going to get through another day. And then God gave my son a dream. He spoke to him in this dream. And he didn't miraculously cure my son of OCD. He still struggles with it today. But in that dream, God gave him just enough to take that next step, to start moving forward, to give us progress. And to this day, whenever we face struggles, we look back and remember God's faithfulness. We remember how he provided that dream at just the right time, just enough of what we needed to keep going. We've determined as a family We will never forget God showing up for us in this miraculous way. In Psalm 9, David recalls God's faithfulness as well. I will give thanks to you, Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of your wonderful deeds. I will be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing the praises of your name, O Most High. My enemies turn back, they stumble and perish before you, for you have upheld my right and my cause, sitting enthroned as the righteous judge. You have rebuked the nations and destroyed the wicked, you have blotted out their name forever and ever. Endless ruin has overtaken my enemies, you have uprooted their cities, even the memory of them has perished." The Lord reigns forever. He has established his throne for judgment. He rules the world in righteousness and judges the people with equity. The Lord is a refuge for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. Those who know your name trust in you. For you, Lord, have never forsaken those who seek you. We would do well to remember God's faithfulness as David did. I challenge you, start making a note of God's faithfulness in your own lives. Whenever you see God come through, when he answers a prayer, when he shows you the way, when he opens that door that you just didn't think was possible, write it down. Keep a faithfulness journal or add it to a note in your calendar and set it to remind you every year on that date what God has done just like the Israelites who saw God provide in miraculous ways time and time again, but then they doubted, they worried, they lost hope. We too are a forgetful people. We so easily forget all God has done rather than remembering his faithfulness so that we trust he will come through again. Let us remember his faithfulness and then let us tell that to others. If you just went through rooted we practice sharing our stories. If we tell others how God has been faithful in our life, that is an excellent way to share part of our story and give God the thanks and praise in the process. Now, I want you to think about a struggle in your life. You might be in the thick of it right now, or maybe it's a struggle you've had in the past. But take a moment, be still. Reflect on ways God has come through in your life. Past struggles where he provided a way when there seemed to be no way. Times where he guided your path when you had no clue what was next. People he brought into your life at just the right time or words from the Bible that jumped off the page to speak to you right when you needed them. If you can't think of any examples right now, that's okay. Ask the Holy Spirit to bring them to mind because he has been good he has been faithful. Ask him to recall those to your mind. We're gonna take a moment right now. We're just gonna spend a moment thanking God for the provision he's given in the past, thanking him that he's been good to you and he's always come through for you, even if it's not how or when you initially wanted. So let's pause. Pause. Remembering God's faithfulness can give us confidence, hope, and a reason to be thankful even in the darkest of circumstances. God knows how beneficial thankfulness is to us, so he commands us to be thankful always. First Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18 says, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. In Philippians 4, 4 through 8, as Paul is in prison, he writes, Rejoice in the Lord always, I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. In Thessalonians, Paul says, give thanks in all circumstances. Then in Philippians, he instructs us to give thanks when we pray in every situation, but particularly when we're anxious. Giving thanks when we're anxious kind of sounds counterintuitive, But we can always thank God for who he is and what he has done. And when we do that, we're thinking about good, admirable, excellent things like the latter half of this passage talks about. We fill our minds with those, and there's less space for the anxious thoughts. We remember God's faithfulness, and we have confidence he will be faithful again. We focus on the fact that he is good, better, best. His mercy never ends. That, my friends, thank you, is when a peace that passes all understanding can guard your hearts and minds. Paul continues a few verses later in Philippians four eleven through 13. I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Looking at your current circumstances, maybe others would agree you have little or no logical reason to give thanks Maybe your health or finances are crumbling. Your family's falling apart or your anxiety is crippling. Things just aren't looking good. But there is hope. God will give you strength to get through. He can help you find peace and contentment if you allow him to fill your mind with good and excellent things. Fill your heart with thanks, gratitude, and praise for who God is and what he's done in the past. And throughout history, he's worthy of so much more than just a thanks for food or shelter. He is worthy of us casting all praise, all thankfulness onto him. So I want to give you a chance to do that with me right now. We're going to do a little read and respond from Psalm 136. I'm going to say the first part of the verse. You're going to say the part in teal. We've made it really easy on you. You say the same line every time. The key here though, we gotta say it like we mean it. This is our chance. We've been talking about thankfulness. We've been talking about how good God is. Please show us that you mean it. Please show him that you mean it. So here we go. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. Give thanks to the God of gods. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. To him alone who does great wonders. Who by his understanding made the heavens. Who spread out the earth upon the waters. To him who divided the Red Sea asunder. And brought Israel through the midst of it but swept Pharaoh and his army into the Red Sea. To him who led his people through the wilderness. Give thanks to the God of heaven. I hope you mean that. I hope those words weren't just here, but they were here. We thank God for who he is, he is good, he is the Lord of lords, he is the God of gods. We thank him for what he's done, this passage, we praise him for the he made the heavens and the earth, he parted the sea, he brought Israel through it. That daunting problem in front of them, God brought them through it and he took care of their enemies, he led his people through the wilderness and he will lead you too. Whatever you face, he will walk you through it. Give thanks to the God of heaven. He is worthy of all our thanks because his love endures forever. Would you join me now? Join us in song as we have a chance to just cast our praise to him. today is the first Sunday of Advent. And as we transition into this Christmas season, we as believers in Jesus Christ have far more to be thankful for than those who do not yet know the Lord. God loved us so much, he sent his son as a baby, sent him to live, to die for us. So in this season that's often one of busyness, stress, materialism, what if we turned it into a season of thankfulness instead? How would this transform our minds, our budgets, our schedules, our families, our communities? Being thankful not so much for worldly possessions, because they come and they go, but thankful we serve a loving God who thinks the world of us. Out in the Home Life Center, we have some ideas for resources that can help you turn this Advent season into a season of thankfulness for Christ. I encourage you to stop by on your way out. Now, let us pray. Thank you, God, for saving us. Thank you for your gift of salvation, that gift of grace. Thank you for your forgiveness that no sin is too great. You will forgive Lord, thank you for your love that our identity can be found in that you lavished your love on each one of us. And thank you, God, for your faithfulness. All our lives, you have been faithful. Throughout history, you are faithful. You are so, so good. We give thanks to you, Lord, for you are good. Your love endures forever. And now, Lord, I pray for all those who are here and those who are watching online. I pray the peace of Christ will rule in our hearts, that we would be thankful. Whatever we do, whether in word or deed, we would do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to you, Father, through him. Amen. Have a blessed week. Thanks for listening. You can stay connected throughout the week by following Montgomery Community Church on Facebook and Instagram. For more information about MCC, visit our website at mcc.church.